Welcome back, everybody. This is the Black Watch Podcast, and I'm one of your hosts, Larry Sampson, with my co-host, Dan Johnson. And today we're going to talk about a topic that's kind of been consuming the news as of late, but we really haven't touched on it. So today is that day that we're going to touch on it, and that's the vaccine. Now, I've been hearing a lot of things about the vaccine. Some people say they're going to take it. Other people said they're not fucking with it. And I just wanted to get my two cents on it and kind of hear DJ's two cents on it. So I'm going to start with me first and foremost. Me personally, I've taken the vaccine. Destiny, have you taken the vaccine? I have not taken the vaccine. And if I could just say it sucks that I have to feel embarrassed or ashamed because I have not had the time to go get vaccinated. And I feel like that is how society is pressuring us now. It's crazy. Well, to be honest with you, if I can jump in, that, that is actually one of the few reasons to take it where I would have a problem with it. I'm okay with people having objections to taking the vaccine for religious purposes or skeptical purposes, but if you think that it's something that you should do, I don't think not having time, you should allow that to be the reason for you not to get it. I think you should make time. No, absolutely. Unless you have some underlying skepticism about it. And if that's the case, I think you should speak on it. Well, at first, initially, first of all, I am a full on believer in COVID 19, and I know how it has affected millions of families. But my only thing, I, first of all, I want to say that I do want to be vaccinated. I just have a crazy busy schedule and I haven't had the time to get vaccinated. But I feel that now that we're in the point where there's so many um, vaccines available for everyone, essentially to get vaccinated, there's a lot of pressure on it. There's raffles going out. You can be entered into getting the lottery. Um, I saw in Seattle, they're giving people like pre-rolled blunts. And it's just like, why is there so much incentive out there? And, for people to get vaccinated. It's a little bit weird because for things that people should have access to, let's say insulin or, you know, chemo, I even saw earlier, those things have to be paid for. So why is being vaccinated just being so forced for our government now? It's a little bit skeptical. I see why people have their concerns. Well, I, I well, if I'm going to answer that, I think that's what's unique about the COVID situation is that's something that affects other people uh, more easily. So if I have cancer and I don't go get chemo treatment, that might not affect the next person. But however, if I get COVID and then I allow these COVID to persist and these other uh, mutations to happen within the strain of the coronavirus, what happens is new forms of COVID could develop that our vaccines won't be able to protect against. So I think naturally the push to get people vaccinated is because in that respect, okay, your decision not to get vaccinated will affect me as in, in a different way than if you have cancer and you don't go get chemotherapy, well, that's your person. And it's not it's not gonna affect me. So I think that's the natural reason why there's so much incentive to force, uh, uh, I wouldn't say force, but to uh, try to encourage people to go get vaccinated because it's like, hey, if that's gonna potentially affect me and mine, then I, then I definitely want you to go and get that taken care of. Whereas with some of these other things, 
it doesn't affect me, so why do I, I care? And I actually think that's consistent with the way our government, a lot of people, especially on the right, have always acted, is if, if it affects me, then yeah, I'm gonna be uh, wanting people to do it. If it doesn't affect me, then I'm not gonna deal with it. With the exception of like abortion, of course, where that doesn't affect them, but yet they still wanna you know, regulate the female body. No, absolutely. And a whole bunch of other things that only affects, I mean, like, you know, like just like small possession only affects one person, but I mean, you could still get years of time for it, which is a little bit inconsistent. So I don't know. And also I do, I, you know, I do reason with people who have concerns that this vaccine was rolled out so fast. We don't know what the long-term side effects are of it. I know even my mother who had COVID um, she still feels side effects from COVID even after getting the vaccine. So, I mean, there's still so many questions. It's happening so fast. And, you know, I mean, African-Americans in particular have a lot of skepticism when it comes to vaccines and things like that because of things that have happened historically where you know there was a lot of testing on african americans and things like that so i mean i definitely see where the skepticism comes from but i do want to get the vaccine and i also feel kind of um you know i kind of feel bad that i haven't had the vaccine at this point i mean i still take precaution i wear a mask everywhere i go but it's just like you know i don't have my id card and a lot of places are starting to require um you showing your ID card before you enter or you get some kind of incentives. You don't have to pay for this. You don't have to do this. Or you only can come to the ball game if you have been vaccinated. So it's kind of like getting into a requirement if you want to enjoy leisure activity. Okay, so I kind of want to pack a lot of things because I think there was a lot of points that were hit. I think the natural skepticisms that African-Americans have and that people that people in uh, general have is the um, the fact that, like you said, there is this history of whether it was the syphilis trials or a number of different things where medical professionals who have sworn an oath to protect uh, people within our community have abused that oath and have done things that were to the detriment of our community. So I understand that skepticism. Another thing you uh, highlighted that I think is very important was the fact that um, it was rolled out pretty quickly. Generally vaccines take years upon years to be rolled out. And this was uh, vaccine was brought out in record time. So I know a lot of people who are within the medical profession who are like, well, since the FDA really hasn't had an opportunity to thoroughly vet these vaccines, I'm kind of kind of take a wait and see approach. And like I said, I think all of these are kind of fair considerations to have. My, my main thing and my main thing that I tell people is one, look into it for yourself and two, make sure that don't politicize it. Whatever is your reason for taking it or not for taking it, make it, make sure that your health is that the concern and the health of others is the concern and not, oh, I'm on this side or I want to make this political argument. That's the only thing that seems to bother me is that it's become so politicized that rather than it being a health consideration, it's like, okay, well, where do you fall politically? And how can I make this a political argument when it should be an argument about health? And lastly, I would say that I think 
I'm okay with people in business kind of incentivizing people to take, I mean, to take the vaccine to say, so I'm going to give you a deal here or a deal there. I'm kind of, uh, I'm, I'm very pro vaccine, but I, I have a problem where people kind of, I wouldn't say force it, but to say, okay, we're going to deny you entry unless you've taken the vaccine. That's where I kind of feel like, okay, now we might to start to have an overstat. Because even beforehand, people weren't really denying people entry. They were like, oh, just wear your mask and stuff like that. And now with most of the population, I wouldn't say most of the population, but with so many people vaccinated, it seems like to say, okay, I'm not gonna even allow you to enter without being vaccinated. I think that's an overstep. Personally in Nevada, they're not even allowed to ask you for your, to show the card. You're, they're only allowed to ask you and say, hey, have you gotten your vaccine? If you say yes, they have to take you at your word. Yes, and it's crazy because last weekend where I was just in Nevada, um, nobody had on a mask. And it's kind of just like, you know, they're just taking people on their word and it's just like an honesty thing, which is very bizarre. But here in California, everyone still has on their mask. And a lot of states have, you know, lifted their mask mandate. And I don't think it reflects the number of people that have been vaccinated, even though millions of people have gone and taken the steps to be vaccinated. But it seems like the COVID numbers are still going down. So I, 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 I'm assuming there is some kind of control over it. I think what's happening, I think it's all really contingent upon where your state really falls politically. I think people naturally look at Nevada as being blue. We've kind of went blue in the last couple of presidential elections, but I think we're more so purple. So I think Governor Sisolak was feeling a lot of pressure to not be too restrictive. So I think he was the one that said, okay, if you haven't worn your mask, I mean, if you haven't been vaccinated, we're gonna require you to wear your mask, but we're gonna allow them to ask you if you've been vaccinated, but we're not gonna force you to produce your card. So I feel like it's kind of been really, where are we on the political spectrum? Whereas California being undeniably blue, I think Governor Newsom to a large extent has more control to be able to say, not only are we gonna ask if you've been vaccinated, but we're gonna ask you to show your card and I don't think there's have been as much pushback. And you then you look at other states that you have like Florida, who's hasn't taken the pandemic serious at any point. So you know, of course, their their uh, their kind of rules on wearing a mask and vaccination is always going to be to the right, and it's always going to be pretty much a free for all in a shit show. Exactly. Like said, so that's where you know the, the the blurred line comes in. Is this a political thing? Is this a health thing? What is going on? And to be honest with you, everything is always going to be a little both. Anytime you're talking about politics, it's always going to be a political thing. And no matter what the issue is, there's always going to be a little bit of policy in there and a lot of politics. So I think, and like I said, I just think for people in general, the thing that we need to do is make sure that we're making the best decision for ourselves and our family. And it's not contingent on politics. And I think so often the way it's presented to us on the news, it's from a political side. So a lot of people, they're viewing the vaccine through the prism of politics rather than thinking of, okay, this is what I need to do to protect myself. This is what I need to do to protect my family. And I say that with, with acknowledging that maybe for you, the thing you need to do to protect yourself and your family might not be to take it. Maybe you feel like not taking it is how you protect yourself and your family. I'm just saying 
whenever you come to that conclusion, make sure you're coming to that conclusion off of a, off of well-researched and off of the primary consideration being your health and not, okay, I'm, I'm trying to make some political statements. And that's what you see online. You see a ton of things online. You see conspiracy theories. After DMX died, I, I've heard people saying, oh, well, he died because of the vaccine or he died, uh, this person died because of the vaccine. And like I said, there's so much misinformation out there that it's very important that you do your homework to disseminate between what's real and what's fake. Yes. And also, since we're talking about what's real and what's fake, what is very real is that the Johnson and Johnson vaccination was recalled. And that was at some point a few months ago, but is now back on the market. And I believe that, you know, well, they've had to go ahead and make some chemical adjustments to make sure that it's safe to put back on the market and it's not going to affect women with blood clots. So a lot of people still believe that, you know, the Johnson and Johnson one is going to kill you. But I think that's where what you said is very important that you have to go and go back and do your do your research. And because, you know, that's probably more of the favorable vaccination because it's only one dosage versus the two dosage. And um, yeah, I, I believe like it's good to go now. I'm that's my understanding. Here's the thing, if I was somebody, I personally, and in a lot of instances, you don't get to pick, I personally wouldn't take the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, and I'm going to say for, for the following reason. Once, they, can, they can't even make baby powder. You know, everybody's always getting sued for Johnson & Johnson baby powder. You can't make that baby powder. That was one huge lawsuit. If you can't make baby I powder. I believe they've incurred the defects at this point. You, you can't make a vaccine. And two... I don't like the fact that it is only one shot. And the reason why is you have these two huge pharmaceutical companies that have come to the conclusion when they were doing this, hey, we need to do it in two shots. And then one person, I mean, one company comes and say, okay. This you is a marketing it. scheme as well. Hey, yeah. people are gonna wanna do this because they don't have to get poked twice. Exactly. And and it's not just that. Like my concern is, and, and I'm and I'm not trying to say that I don't think they're acting in good faith. I'm just saying that if two other huge pharmaceutical companies came to the conclusion that it should be two shots and somehow you were able to get it into one shot and they haven't moved to find a way to get theirs in one shot. I'm thinking naturally they there was some concerns on their end that hey, this needs to be a two-shot thing because if we do it in one shot, there's these potential health. Uh, side effects that we're, we're worried about. So like that, that's where I was naturally saying. But like I said, I do know people who have taken the Johnson and Johnson vaccine and have been just fine. But I want to go out and, and kind of like, I've just made essentially made an argument that I've, I'm now going to kind of fight against. And I said, well, I know people who have taken it who are just fine. I feel like, and I know I just made that argument. I feel like I hate that argument because a lot of people are like, oh, I know somebody, I know this I know there's one person who took the vaccine and they died, or I know this, or I heard that. And it's like this anecdotal evidence to say like these broad sweeping things. It's like, oh, okay, well, this one person took this uh, vaccine and had these bad side effects. So that means now 99% of the population shouldn't have taken it because that one person had it. You know, see what I'm saying? Whereas when it's, you know, that one person versus there being, you know, thousands of people documented having died from COVID. I don't think if you're looking at it from a numbers perspective, that seems like a, a reasonable argument on their side to make. So check this out. I work with an attorney, a doctor, a turned attorney, 
an overachiever. Like who the hell goes through that much school intentionally? But anyway, he was talking about- PI warrior. He gonna be a PI warrior and make tons of money. A fucking psychopath. Yeah, that is actually a good point because that is a lot of science to be learning to be doing medical malpractice. But anyway, just to stay on topic, we were talking about the COVID vaccine and everything. And he was very informative about- um, the Tuskegee, the Tuskegee project and everything like that. And he was telling me how a lot of doctors have not taken the vaccine themselves because, you know, that's his circle. He has a lot of doctor friends and he was telling me, yo, I'm not going to tell you not to take it, but do your research. And I thought that that was very interesting. I wish that I could have actually invited him on the show and we could have actually heard his point of view he's a very outspoken person no and i think i think that's a fair point to make and like i said i know people too and i think that the reason for that is like i said vaccines normally take a long time to make and they normally go through such a extensive vetting process that it's naturally if you're within the medical profession and somebody is saying hey we've developed it and almost, you know, and not even almost in record time, then you're going to be skeptical of it. It's just like us in the legal profession. If somebody said, hey, I, I, the jury came back after two minutes and you had, you know, three months of worth of testimony, we're going to say, well, we've been around the law for a long time. It, it should have taken longer for them to go through the evidence. There's something that's problematic here. You know what I'm saying? And even, and that doesn't necessarily mean that the jury's going to come to the wrong decision, but that means like, hey, there's some, there's an issue. And similarly, if in the medical profession, you have it where it's generally taking years upon years to develop a vaccine and somebody does it in, a, in around one or two years, of course, you're going to be like, whoa, whoa, you know, what's going on? I don't think we've done our due diligence and as far as testing it. And a lot of these doctors a lot are on the younger side and they they might tell themselves, hey, I, I I prefer to risk, you know, getting it than not having, than get, uh, taking the vaccine and not necessarily knowing all the possible side effects. No, absolutely. And honestly, arguments, but as long as health is the number one consideration and not politics, I think that's where it all boils down to. And also, I'm not no doctor, but I do know that nothing is 100% certain so I have heard situations that people that are fully vaccinated getting cases of COVID-19. So also that concerns me on why these mask mandates are being lifted because essentially we still need to be protecting ourselves regardless. So how do we transform back into some sense of normality if this is still a threat? Well, I feel like the push to return to normalcy is again, that's where, that's kind of that inflation point that we were talking about when health uh, meets politics. I think our health policy is really being met with a lot of opposition because a lot of people want to return to normalcy. And there, there was a time where we're like, okay, we're willing to deal with, you know, the restrictiveness because it doesn't seem feasible to, you know, go operate as if we're in a state of normalcy when when everything is so dangerous. But now as it's become less and less dangerous because more and more people are getting vaccinated, 
this push, okay, to say, okay, let's remove masks or let's do it that is becoming greater. And the risk of like allowing for those type of quote unquote normal behaviors appears to be less. So if you're a politician, you're going to be more inclined to say, okay, well, let's, let's just go with it. You know, let's throw our hands in the air and just say, if, if this is what the people want, let's give the people what they want. No, absolutely. So this is just my question to you. Um, you know how we've seen politicians, especially right before elections, because not right before elections, but right after the elections when the vaccines were rolling out, and a lot of politicians were going live online, getting their vaccine, showing the people, hey, this is safe, I'm doing it, it's not some government ploy, you should do it too. I'm not sure that our former president Trump ever got a vaccine. What do you think? Well, here's the thing. Well, I, I believe think... the conservatives actually are the most against being vaccinated. Here's the thing. I personally think Trump got vaccinated. He said he got vaccinated, but also he's he's had it. And there's this thought that if you've had COVID before- You've built those you, antibodies. Yeah, you've built the antibodies. And again, I, and now that I say that, let me come back because I, I see a lot of people in the news uh, I mean, not just in the news, but, you know, on social media, they're saying, oh, my God, there's emails with Anthony Fauci, and they said, and so-and-so, if, if you've had it, you're probably, you, you might be immune, you're probably immune, and then I'm like, why are they pushing the vaccine? It's some big conspiracy theory, and I'm like, well, you guys wait, 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 hold on one second. Is that a conspiracy theory? Because essentially when you get vaccinated for what is the flu or anything, they're pretty much putting strands of that disease in your body so that you can build up an immunity to it. So Here's I'm not a doctor, I'm not a nurse. I have no medical background whatsoever, but from just my logical thinking, I kind of make sense. Well, here's here's the, the where what it comes down to. What it comes down to is it's not a conspiracy at all because that's something that was disclosed a long time ago. They were already discussing months ago the potential that if you've already had the vax, I mean, if you've already had the virus, that you might be immune. And that's how they've gotten to the conclusion to take antibodies developed by people who've had it to treat people who were now suffering from the effects of COVID. So like people are acting like this is something that's big and new and it's really something that was discussed before and that wasn't a secret. But when it comes to uh, whether or not you need to take it, I think there's just a lot of uncertainty. Um, like you said, we've we've heard about people, you know, taking the vaccine and getting the virus again. You've heard people getting COVID twice. So I think the concern on the part of the health professional is there's these various different strains, and it's in your best interest to get it whatever protection you can. So if you've had the virus before and you have antibodies, it's great that you have antibodies, but let's try to get these. So let's also try to get the vaccine. So hopefully the thought process is, is okay, now you have the antibodies, now you have this vaccine. Maybe you're uh, able to fend off against more of the, the uh, strange and potential mutations. Now, whether or not that's true or not, I don't think they necessarily know because it's still relatively early. I think people have been kind of become sidetracked by the fact that just because it's been a long time in our lives, doesn't mean it's been a long time 
for the science community. Science normally takes a long time and research and doing studies, that takes a long time. So we're like, oh my gosh, we've been locked out in COVID. We've been, we've, we've been dealing with COVID for so long. We should know more by now. But it's relatively new as far as the science. And don't get me wrong, COVID has been around you know, a long time, but these new particular strains are relatively new. So what they do know and what they don't know, a lot of times is, you know, it's up in the air. And we're to the point where we're starting to ask the right questions in the medical uh, field. And they're starting to say, okay, we at least know what we don't know. So a lot of people are like, well, they don't know so much. So let's just sit on our hands and do nothing because they don't know anyway. And it's like, no, they're saying we don't know. But although we don't know, this is most likely what's going to be the best case scenario. Or this is what's most likely going to be in our best interest to move as a society. And I don't think, although they've been wrong on things, I don't think that's warrant, that warrants us as untrained people and non-experts in the field to then say, well, we know more about the experts because the experts have always been wrong. Especially when they've, when they've always, from the beginning, have always kind of said from the beginning, we really, there's a lot we don't know. There's a lot we're still figuring out. So when they're wrong, do we say, well, you guys have been wrong and we just don't listen to you now? And my, meanwhile, you work at Trader Joe's or you, you, you're a Wendy's cashier? It's like, now, for the lay person, I mean, that's what they're saying. They're like, one day they say, don't wear a mask. One day they say, do wear a mask. One day they say, this is fine. One day they say, you got to have this type of mask. One day they say that um, it doesn't live in the air. The next day it does live in the air. Like... It's just so much, but it's also the, the, the professionals, the medical professionals not having enough knowledge about everything and they're starting to research and get all this knowledge and then, you know, the, um, the outcome starts to change. I think that's what happened towards the beginning. And then, you know, it just gets so much mishap in the media and then people start to just distrust all the sources and it gets- My friend explained it to me a good way and she's in the medical field. She said, it's like this, it's like math, all right? You have some mathematical uh, equations that instead of numbers, they have letters. But if you have enough numbers, you can figure out the variables, you can figure out the letters. But you have, but the COVID vaccination was like being given an equation that didn't give you enough numbers. You, you had some numbers and you had a lot of variables, but you didn't have the very, you, you had variables where you needed numbers. And because they didn't have that to work on, people are like, well, you got the wrong answer to the equation. And it's like, well, yeah, we don't have, we didn't have the right data. We didn't know the numbers that the, the variables were representing. And as we continue to move forward, a lot of those variables are becoming numbers. And now they're able to look at it and say, okay, okay, I'm carrying, oh, I got to cross that variable out. I got to balance it on both sides, yada, yada, yada. I know, I know how to work the equation because this looks familiar to me. This looks like something now that I've seen before. So a lot of the inconsistency and like, well, do this and then don't do this. And this, that's them getting different. Of the, okay, that variable became a number. And then that's them adjusting on the fly. And I actually thought that was a good thing rather than a bad thing. People thought it was like, oh my God, it's a bad thing. To me, it was an indication that they were starting to, as they received information, they were telling us. 
That's the good thing. If they would have just been like, okay, don't wear masks, and their data was saying people should have been wearing masks, and they were like, but we said don't wear masks and sticking to it, that would be the problem. It's a good thing to get new information and reevaluate and be like, oh, okay, we initially thought we shouldn't wear masks. Our data is telling us that so-and-so in this group who've been wearing masks is faring better than this group who's not wearing masks. Y'all should be putting on masks. So the fact that they're adjusting the, uh, the data as, I mean, adjusting the recommendation as new data is being produced, I see that as a positive and not as a negative. I feel like that's what you should do. You should reevaluate as you get new information. No, absolutely. But I can see how other people take that as maybe like a, a panicking gesture, like, oh, do this, we'll do that. No, do this, do that, do that. It seems like the people that we look to that should have some kind of control and be able to guide and lead us are kind of, you know, just discobulated and just all over the place. So I can see both perspectives, but yeah, I totally agree with you that, you know, I really appreciate that once the information is learned that you're informing, for sure. I think that's why it's so important to pay attention to the language. Because how they go out, went out and be like, we know X, we know Y, we know Z, we know all of these things. All of these things are fact. All these things we know beyond a reasonable doubt. And then they came out to be wrong. Then I could see how people are like, okay, that's problematic. But like I said, because from the get-go, they're saying, they were saying, hey, we got to figure this out. There's a lot of things we don't know. Because they came out with that from the get-go and said that they were operating from a current place of ignorance, that allowed me to say, okay, there's going to be some movement in their recommendation. They're going to say one thing and then find out new information and then tell us another thing. But that we had to give them kind of the room to operate in that area of the unknown in order for us to be making sure that we're making the best decisions rather than saying, coming out so hard and be like, you guys were wrong, yada, yada, yada. Because what you're gonna start having is you're gonna promote people from being, people in the medical profession from being open and honest. They're not gonna wanna say, oh, I'm wrong if I'm getting beat over the head in the media every time that we came out, it comes out that I'm wrong. So give them the area to operate and say, hey, they're doing the best that they can. They are the premier experts in the field. That just shows how difficult of a situation we were dealing with that the people who are the foremost experts in it in the world were still wrong on things and were still confused. So who are you as the manager of Applebee's to tell them what the hell to do or to become a medical professional? We always say everybody wants to be a lawyer, but nobody want to go to law school because you get all these people online who are trying to tell people what the law, are, law is. I feel like in the era of COVID, it's like everybody wants to be a doctor, but nobody wants to get, go to medical school. Everybody wants to say they heard this, heard that, or we need to do this or do that. And it's like, unless you've gone to medical school, like be cool and allow the professionals to handle it. No, I completely agree with you. And let me tell you that, can you just clarify for the record that not everybody wants to go to medical school because I have no interest in that whatsoever. So I just want to state that. No, I'm not saying everybody wants to go to medical school, but I say everybody the, wants to be a doctor. I don't want to be a doctor. Yeah, I do but, but sometimes refer to. They want to render medical opinions. They want to. They want to give their medical opinions, and it's the same thing. I don't think anybody actually wants to go to law school, and I think a lot of people don't actually want to be lawyers. Hell, sometimes I'm in law school, and I'm thinking, damn, I don't want to be a lawyer. But everybody yes. wants to go. Amen. And, Amen. But I feel like everybody wants to go online and give 
their opinions as to what the law is or how we should handle COVID. And they haven't gone to law school and they haven't, or they haven't gone to medical school to be the best person to be discussing what we should do with COVID policy. No, absolutely. I agree with you 100%. And I still believe COVID is a huge threat and it is still amongst us. I just heard of someone's family member passing from COVID this week. So I think it's just really important for us to very be out here suited up, get vaccinated. I still have to get vaccinated myself. I mean, I still wear my mask, you know, wash your hands as frequently as possible, sanitize, clean things off, social distance as much as you can. Online shopping has been my very best friend. I go to work, I call into court most of the time, but I think it's, you know, very important for all of us individually to do our parts. And I mean, I don't see a near ending approaching, but hopefully it's near because this is weird. Here's the thing. I'm glad you said that because I feel like there's a lot of sentiment for people that says, okay, we're at the, we're at the, we're on the other side of it. We're at the light of the end of the tunnel. You know, this is behind us. I think there's such a desire for us to be at that point that we're kind of trying to run push ourselves down the aisle before we've gotten engaged to like somebody's proposed to us we need to take a step back and say okay we might not be out of the woods yeah we're 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 returning to more of a sense of normalcy but let's not put ourselves in a situation where we're now uh in a worse off position because we're not being intelligent intelligent about how we move forward so like i said i think there is a lot of good news but like Let's take our time. Let's be rational about this. Let's stop politicizing it. And then let's make the best decisions that we can. And for you guys who can see some kind of light at the end of the tunnel, I envy you because I do not. There are literally people in my office that I work with that I have never seen their faces. And I have been at my firm for a year. Like, I don't know what they look like without a mask on. It's so bizarre. I feel like I'm living in like some sort of twilight zone or I'm dreaming and it's a nightmare and I have not woken up. It's the weirdest fucking thing ever. And I'm honestly over it, but I feel like this is our new normal still, even amongst the whole vaccination and everything. I think it's so freaking crazy, but you know, we had to touch on this subject and I want to thank you guys all so much for joining us. And I want to remind you, I haven't reminded you guys in quite a minute, but you can reach me on Instagram, not your destiny, or send us a message on Anchor. Let us Give know us about this. Give us topics. We want to talk yes, about it. but let us know what you guys want to hear. I have been enjoying, we've both been enjoying the feedback so much. If you want us to connect with another person and reach out to them have them as guests let us know but thank you guys so much for joining us and we will catch up with you next week all right thanks you guys for listening and if you haven't already please like and subscribe to our podcast i am destiny johnson i'm larry sampson thanks for joining us and remember we said that shit and we meant that shit